Welcome to today's episode of the Causey Consulting Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Causey, and I'm also the owner of Causey Consulting. You can find us online anytime at CauseyConsultingLLC.com. Money is one of my favorite topics, and I'm very excited that today I have a finance coach and money queen on the show. Christine Tay is my guest. I'm very excited to have her here. Christine is a personal finance coach an IRS enrolled agent, and a LinkedIn coach. She helps people get their finances in order and also helps people with their LinkedIn branding. First off, I just want to say thank you. I know you're very busy and your schedule's quite full, so I appreciate you taking the time to be with me today. Thank you so much, Sarah, for reaching out to me. I, I always enjoy uh, podcast interviews. I really appreciate you reaching out and um, yeah, having me as a guest. You bet. Well, I'd love to know how you got started as a finance coach. Yeah, so I started my business in September 2016. And the main reason I started it was because uh, that year was actually my, you know, spiritual journey. You know, the time, you know, you came in the moments in your life where you're like, is this a career I want to do? So, you know, like it was one of those questions, life, you know, life questions. You're like, they want to keep doing this. So I think during that year, um, I worked with it. I went on my spiritual journey. I meditated. Mm-hmm. I, I took classes to, um, you know, meditation classes and all those things. So, so yeah, that year was just a big um, eye opening for me. And then she told me to just try out doing something I love and I love money. I, you know, uh, personal finances, especially so. And um, yeah, so she told me, why don't you start doing financial coaching because you love money. So I started doing that in September, 20, um, 2016. And I just did to a couple of friends and family first. And then, um, and then, yeah, I just started slowly building my brand and, and uh, showing up on, um, on Yelp as a review and people just start finding me and I slowly started having clients. Oh, that's so cool. I also love money. It is something that I'm always eager to talk about. But, you know, there's people out there that still have limiting beliefs about money. And I find in my coaching practice, it it doesn't take long for those limiting beliefs to show up, whether it's having a scarcity mindset or people think that money is evil or that if you have money or you like money, you're evil what are some mm-hmm. of the common limiting beliefs about money that you see in your practice? Yeah, so um, one of them is making money is hard. So mm. they think that, you know, you have to work hard to make money. So the second one is just that um, we're limiting, I mean, not except, um, the second one is they just don't think that they can make enough money. So mm-hmm. they always, and the third one, I think it's not really a limiting belief. It's more like they think that, oh yeah, they have all the money in the world. So they, they keep on spending money. <laughs> so, so it's not exactly limiting. It's more like a destructive belief. <laughs> that is such a good point. So when, when you hear people talking about money is evil, or if you like money, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with you. How do you, how do you challenge that belief in somebody when you hear it? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, I I don't really challenge the belief. I I do I do um self exploration. So mm-hmm. I ask them a lot of questions. So part of that working with me is to join me. So so it's not about challenging them. It's like, oh, why do you think mine's evil? No, I I go to the root cause of it. So we explore their past. Like, where did that come from? You know, you have to know how to ask the right questions. Like, when did that first money script come from when you start thinking money's evil i mean like did it came from your parents mm-hmm. did you hear that from your parents or or maybe um did a rich person actually treated you so wrong that you think money's evil so we have to dig through that trauma like where did that originate it on so because there's no point in challenging someone if we don't really know where that came from so so when we originally came um when we figure where that came from then we can start to heal that process like heal that trauma you know and then let that go then then it's like okay then it's like, you know one event doesn't really dictates everything else so so that's how i work with them we we uncover their money script and then we heal through that and sometimes it takes people a long time to heal but then the journey starts with you uncovering where it originated from and start a healing process from what from the original source oh that's very well said Sometimes I encounter people who they're business owners or maybe even just private individuals, but they're very scared of credit. They're scared of taking out Mm. a line of credit for their business or Mm. they're scared of using Mm -hmm. credit cards. So in, Mm -hmm. in your practice and in your financial coaching, if someone is really scared about credit or they're terrified of using Mm -hmm. a credit card, what's your advice Mm -hmm. on that? Um, you know, so, so for personnel, so I mainly, um, help people with their individual personal finance. So I don't really, um, focus on the business stuff. So, so in the personal finance, I mean, um, I haven't really encountered a lot of clients who are scared to get credit cards. I mean, I mean, the most <laughs> of my cases are, is, is the opposite. Like no. <laughs> we, we need to get that out of using credit cards. But if, if they are scared, I think it's not such a bad thing. If they're scared, then fine. Then just do, um, then just use cash then. Okay, then then and start with using cash. And then I think I would like to um, how I work with any particular client who's scared of credit is that, okay, first start using cash and then let's have you start a budgeting system. And if you're always on positive cash where you're able to afford it, then I'll slowly introduce them to the value of credit card. Because for me, I don't have anything against credit cards. You know, I'm, I'm not big on, on you know, uh, borrowing money. Like, for example, mm-hmm. even as a business. I don't borrow money, you know. I I only spend money that I already made or have earned. Mm-hmm. So so for um for credit cards. So let's say um they're already in positive cash flow. So they graduate. That's my term. Graduate means you're always on positive cash flow. You know where your money goes. You're aware and mindful of your spending. You're starting to save for your retirement, for you know everything else. You're growing your wealth. Then I'll start teaching them the value of credit using credit card. You know, like you know your rewards. You're on the security and safety because for me, I, you know, credit card provides so much um, benefit. So mm-hmm. you have the rewards, you know, whatever credit card reward you get. Second is that there's security, right? So if you charge, let's say, I don't know, you go on vacation, you go to this travel agent. This is a true to life story. I've, I've seen the news uh, locally uh, around my area that someone actually uh, took like $10,000 of money 
properties are reserving a truck for to a travel agent, and then they couldn't get their money back. So oh. I'm I'm assuming you know it was done through debit or cash, and then the person just ran away and closed the shop. So if you have a credit card, then you still can dispute that with your credit card company and said that hey, you know this ten thousand dollars. I mean, you know it was a fake charge, whatever. So you can still get your money back. Well, actually, not get your money back because if you haven't paid for it yet, there you don't have to pay for it. So they can dispute and clear that up. Was debit or cash is already out of your um you know account right there, so it's it's gonna be very hard for you to get that back. So so I think that's the number one thing you know I like about credit cards is is mainly the security. And then if someone steal your credit card number, you can always just change it. So it's not such a big deal versus debit card they're mm-hmm. gonna take from your uh, account already or cash. It's gonna be very hard for you to get the money back, right? You already paid in cash. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. You do, you do have that extra layer of protection there. And to me, it, it I would draw an analogy between the idea of money as a tool and also credit cards as a tool. I mean, any tool could be misused. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas exactly, any, any exactly. tool could be used well, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's why, like, when I post stuff about, you know, um, the money mantra, I love money, or like, like, you know, I, I, it's so, it's so hilarious. Like, every time I post something about, I love money, or I, I, I am rich, or any positive affirmation on LinkedIn, I always get these people, um, you know, calling me the Bible verse, <laughs> money's evil, or, like, it's so funny. And then, like, I'm like, I, I, I wrote in the entire post how, you know, money is just a tool. You know, and I think people who, who say that, they're, they're, afraid of having money and then like what it boils down to you know some people they're just afraid of money because they're afraid of what it might bring out of them because i believe you know money just amplifies more mm-hmm. of who you are yes so if you are a greedy person or you're a bad person and yeah having some tool like money is going to just amplify that like you're going to be more greedy you're like oh i have a hundred thousand dollars like oh, how can I get more? Like, they're going to keep wanting more and more and more, you know? That's how drug dealers are. Like, they want more and more and more and stuff. So, But if you're a generous person already, if you have more money, and I really truly believe you're a generous person, more, the more money you have and the more you're going to want to give out and help the world, the charity. Like, I mean, look at Bill Gates. He has mm-hmm. his own foundation. And then he started, like, there was a, a TV show I saw on Netflix called Pandemic. So they're doing a research on flu vaccine and then, so they got the funding from the Bill Gates Foundation. So, so if you, I mean, if I have a lot of money, I can create my own foundation and then create it for whatever charity work. And then like the current events now, you know, of, of what's happening, then mm-hmm. I can support more of that. So there's more to give. Yes. Oh God. Excellent point. I have heard the entrepreneur Dan Locke say that money is meant to circulate, not to stagnate. And I, I think that's a very savvy comment. I'd love to know your thoughts about, you know, how much should somebody put in savings? Is it okay for somebody to have a fun budget where some of their money each month is just allocated to being able to go out and do, to do fun things with? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. I think you should have a fun budget. So for me, my budget um, template that I teach my clients is it's very simple, you know, like it's very simple categories. One of them is like discretionary or fun stuff. And there's the food budget. Food is anything you consume, drink or whatever. And then the third category is that you pick whatever you want. Because I don't want too many categories. That just will confuse a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it all boils down to are you on passive cash flow? So let's say you bring in four or $5,000 a month. Then 
you allocate that to the category, you know, like you give the, your your money a job, like which category should that go? And then you're like, okay, your fun stuff is, you know, it's a $500, then stick to that $500. But I do believe you need to have some sort of fun. But then you, end of the day, whatever you budget for, you need to be able to actually be on positive cash flow and then be able to still put aside money to save. So yeah, life is about, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you heard of the FAR movement, you know, um, it's called, the, um, now I forget what that means. Oh, financial, financial independence, retire early. So the, the, the FAR movement is so big on being as frugal as possible, mm-hmm. save as much as possible so you can retire early. So I don't quite, um, I'm not fully on, on board with all the philosophies they teach because then I, I believe life is about, you know, a balance. You know, you got to, Save for your future, but as I think you have to enjoy life because otherwise, why are you working so hard mm-hmm. if you don't enjoy your life right now? Because life is about being happy. Because you have to balance it out with you know with you living and enjoying life that you might not, you there might be a chance you might not be here tomorrow, but at the same time you have to also be smart that you might be still here tomorrow. So you have to balance that out. So enjoy your life as much as you can, but still be responsible and save for your future. Mm-hmm. I agree. If someone is listening to the podcast today and they're overwhelmed, they know that their mm-hmm. finances are a mess and they're just scared. They don't know where to start. Like they're looking at the pile of bills or the credit card debt and they're thinking, I just, I don't even know. Like, where would I even begin to clean the mess up? How do you mm-hmm. recommend that somebody gets started? Like, what's the first step to take when you're scared and overwhelmed? Yeah, so, um, well, they can sign up for my online budgeting course. So it's only $59, and then, like, I teach them my budgeting system. It comes with a Facebook group. So that's the first step, or if you're not ready to spend any money, so the free way to start is to just, like, have a pen and paper, and then if that's what you're comfortable, just write down, really, you. that is a basic house, the basic foundation, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a step one for everybody. You need to be aware of your finances. You need to be mindful. And how do you be mindful? You need a budget. Because, like, for me, I have my budget since for at least 10 years now. And then, like, I might be a financial coach, but there's no way I can track in my brain how I'm doing. <laughs> right. Or, like, oh, did I spend this much? No, you need a tracking system, whatever tracking system that works for you. So, for me, I do everything in Excel. Like, you know, all my budget is in Excel. My retirement planning, my retirement modeling is in Excel. So my online course is in Excel. But if you don't have Excel, you can easily uh, import that to Google Sheet and then just convert it to Google Sheet. So so end of the day, whatever tool you use, whether it's spreadsheet, whether pen and paper or whatever, whiteboard or whatever, it all boils down. You still have to track. You, know, you cannot get away with that. You have to be proactive tracking because if you if you're just being reactive like for example you use mint right i mean mint is, is a good tool but only for people who are already on positive cash flow mm-hmm. but mint is more reactive like they look oh how much did i spend so it doesn't really get you into proactive proactive means you're actually proactively tracking you're actually writing it down you're typing it down you're like every time you spend it's like oh, I just spent $5 on Starbucks. And it's like, and then like when you do that every day, when you spend, it's force you to actually be aware. Oh, I just spent $5, $5, okay, times five. I just spent $25 this whole week. Mm-hmm. Then you, they can see it adding up. So that's the beauty of it. Like you, you have to track it. And especially for people with negative cash flow, then I require them to track daily if they have any daily activities. So so it's, it's just, you know, it's just like when you're, um 
being healthy, right? Like you have to regularly watch your your food, what you're mm-hmm. eating. You can't be like, okay, I'm gonna be healthier today. <laughs> I'm gonna be healthier <laughs> two days later. So so it's a regular habit, right? You have to instill the habit. It's a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. That's very well said. And that's a great analogy too. It's in the same way that $5 here and $1 here and $20 mm-hmm. there adds up. It's exactly like, well, I'm just going to have this cookie. <laughs> I'm just going to eat this Twinkie. It's not really going to count, right? But then it all adds up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. $100 already on on food. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So if someone is interested in, in working with you, getting your budget course or finding out mm-hmm. what you're all about, what's the best way for them to find you online? Yes. Yeah, so go to my, um, basically you can go to my website, Tay Financial Coaching. So Tay is my last name, T-E-H, financialcoaching.com. And you can see there, um, you know, my, my um, financial coaching services, my budget course, and then my LinkedIn course and my LinkedIn coaching. Or like um, I always hang out on LinkedIn and that's how we met. So you can also uh, connect or follow me on LinkedIn. Find me by my personal account. So my full name, Christine Tay, T-E-H. And then um, I'm also now on Instagram, so I'm very start to be very active on Instagram. So you can find me there too, but it's going to be under my company name, so Tay Financial Coaching, T E H Financial Coaching, which is the same as my website. Awesome! I can definitely vouch for Christine posting excellent content on a daily basis. So be sure that you follow her on Instagram, connect with her on LinkedIn. And if you need any insights about financial coaching, Christine is your go-to person. And Christine, I know you're very busy. In fact, you've got an event right after this. I want to thank you for taking the time to be my guest today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm, I'm really honored uh, to be, to be your guest. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for joining us today. Again, The guest was Christine Tay. You can visit her online at tayfinancialcoaching.com or you can look her up on LinkedIn under her name, Christine Tay, T-E-H. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review for us on iTunes. Bye for now.